Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne and Adam. Content warning. Berman is Bermaning shit up again. So did you go veg again? I did. I did. And I've, and I've gone veg like, you know, 10 years at a time and then I'll stop for whatever reason and then I'll go back to being vegetarian. And I just, I think Christmas Day was my last meat. And I just, I just can't do it anymore. I can't even remember what it was, but it was, I think it was um, like some person's uh, rescuing pigs and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I just can't, I cannot eat pig anymore i can't eat pig i can't eat cow i just can't i feel that too much i think that's great i totally get that it's a willpower that i don't quite have and actually it was part of the reason i bought an electric car yeah because i'm just like if i'm gonna eat meat yeah the worst thing uh for your carbon footprint really is eating meat Mm -hmm. or having children (laughs) yeah or having children (laughs) thank i was thinking it and i was like I should say it, <laughs> and I'm glad you did, because that is totally 100% true. Uh, I really hate children. Look, I, I, I think vegetarianism, I think veganism is awesome. Like, I, do it, do you, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I had the willpower. I worked at a vegetarian vegan restaurant for almost 10 years. Yeah. I have 100% respect for that. I just, I can't bring myself to give it up and so i was like well i can at least reduce my carbon footprint by by having an electric car not burning gasoline when i drive yeah. around yeah. Uh, there's and that, not I reproducing guess. and not reproducing and so not reproducing yeah i would be all for like if they created that you know if they started making that meat like that's basically created in a lab and it was available to you know buy in the groceries i would totally buy that that would be great i would be fine with that yeah, because they can just like make it in a lab. They don't have to kill mm-hmm. anything. They don't have to raise anything. Yeah. It's a fantastic idea. I really hope that that takes off. Yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I mean, the stock price for Beyond Meat and, and all that is like high. Like people yeah. are putting money into this. Yeah. So, yeah, electric cars, no meat. I mean, and look, no meat is part of the Trek future. It is. And I know we're all aspiring to that. Yeah. We no longer enslave animals for food purposes. So, hey, kudos to you for inching, <laughs> for for getting closer to Roddenberry than uh, Roddenberry future than, than Be me. the change you want to see. Yeah, there yeah. There you go. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, on to our uh, sh- shitty episode of <laughs> Enterprise. Oh, God, it hurts. This episode. Okay, so I don't know who wrote all the different episodes of Mind Rape. And I'm going to focus on the Mind Rape episodes because there's so many other problematic episodes. Mm-hmm. Plenty mm-hmm. of other episodes where there's like really problematic shit happens. And they talk about rape and Tasha Yar and the, the rape gangs. And I mean, that's just one example. There's, you know, I have a, a page of uh, that I found of just Star Trek episodes that have really, really shitty uh, sexual assault. But mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on the mind rape because that seems to be, a, I don't know if it's a, a theme or what? It happens to uh, Troy twice. Mm-hmm. It happens to her in Nemesis, which is 
god awful movie. Um, and then it happens to her in one of the episodes. Yeah. And then it happens to DePaul here, you know, and it's just like, what the fuck, man? Really? What is happening here? For me, the the most egregious one mm. is in Voyager with Seven of Nine. Yeah. Oh my god. Because the lesson of that episode it's so atrocious. Yeah. It's so vile. Yeah. The lesson of that episode is Hey, don't go accusing dudes of sexually assaulting people. Right, right. Ooh. You could you ruin could their be lives. You could and ruin their lives. Oh, <laughs> my God, that episode. Oh. <sighs> Honestly, remembering how much worse that message was mm-hmm. from that episode was the only thing after watching this episode that kept me from installing one of those, like, Boxing glove yeah. on a big spring like the <laughs> yeah. Joker in the 89 Batman movie <laughs> where, he, where he just hits a button and it punches the TV. Yeah. It's like if I ever see fucking mind yeah. rape again, yeah. I'm going to punch this fucking TV. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in? There's also episodes where it's not specifically rape, but it's like invasion. Like, there's an episode of Voyager where um, uh, Bolana is suddenly inundated with these really personal uh, memories that are not hers. Like, and it's not her choice. And, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You know? It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? I remember that. It was like this old lady that was trying to get some secrets uh, about their their society, some kind of sort like... Sort of Nazi-esque uh, history. Yeah. Someone will be punished. The one who's responsible, right, Joe? Yeah, all her commandant. The one who is responsible. Here's my story. I, I did fascist shit when I was a teenager. Here's my memories. And it starts with her banging. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts with... <laughs> like... And it's from that person's perspective. So, Bolana thinks that their, those memories are hers. Yeah, she's it's, experiencing uh, those dreams, and she's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm what, getting wrecked in my what? dreams," and it's awesome. Right. She's like so stoked about it yeah, that she goes uh, to bed early. Yeah, that's not right, Herman. <laughs> um, well, okay, is, on the one hand, I get it because this is sci-fi where there are such thing as telepaths. So this idea is going to probably come up. I get that. It's the way these writers have handled it that is the issue. Mm -hmm. This is the only episode I can think of where they actually handled it better. Like, they call it an assault instead of being like, be sure of what you say before you ruin somebody's life. Or, you know, oh, that was a weird thing, you know, or, or this is the literally the best they do. And that's terrible. Mission failed. We'll go next time. They try a little bit with Archer, but he's just like, yeah, you are a jerk. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get out of it. Mm -hmm. Because at one point, Archer has the gun, and he just goes like, yeah, you're a jerk, instead of being like, (laughs) fuck you. Yeah. And then shooting him. Yeah. Like, shoot the the motherfucker. (laughs) Like, it, it... well, let's let's start from the top, and we'll, we'll okay. Get yeah, into I the I'm sorry, sense. everybody. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, no, um, it's fucking ridiculous. Because our usual format is that is that, is that we go blow by blow. <laughs> but I think with this one, it's yeah. Uh, we were both so just like, God damn it, another one of these, uh-huh. and it, <laughs> that like we just kind of had to dive in. No so. problem. Like I said, the o- the the only saving grace of this particular mind rape episode is that he actually calls it assault. Yeah. That's the best they can do. Just 
fucking ridiculous. They still do nothing about it. They just call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be someone responsible for that. Let's find them and burn down their tool shed. Let's kidnap their kid, Jerry. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so uh, we start by looking at children's textbooks. Yeah, this is weird because... The first thing, okay, so he's he's showing his childhood astronomy textbook that his father got him. My father! Why did he have this on the ship? Oh my god! That is a weird thing to bring. Yeah, then he says he used to stare at the cover for hours. <laughs> that bothers cover. me. Like what? <laughs> that used to slip a little THC in our... Uh... Nighttime milk. <laughs> And he'd be like, here, little Johnny, just <laughs> stare at this book. <laughs> okay, Dad. Wow. I truly hope that is an exaggeration, because that's not right. <laughs> Nebula. <laughs> and he... That's a funny word, Dad. <laughs> Nebula. <laughs> oh. We got anything to eat? I'm, I'm really hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, and he si- he puts Admiral Johnny Ahab in there. <laughs> so cute. That is cute. I like T'Pol just kind of being like Admiral. He's yeah. like, oh, I was more ambitious. About, you know, <laughs> so then a ship uh, using a Vulcan frequency is approaching, and both the two of them look kind of aggravated. They're like, really? Identify yourself. She says it's a really old ship. But I think it's a pretty awesome design on the ship. It's cool looking. It does look small. It almost mm. looks shuttle pod. Mm. It's it's not that small. They show them side to side. Mm. But um, I I think just kind of that forward like um spiky nose design mm. just kind of makes me think like fighter ship. Mm. Honestly, that's what it kind of looked like. Mm. It kind of looked like a um almost like a fighter out of Star Wars or something. Mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of like sleek and it looks like it's supposed to go fast. It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Yeah, now that I think about it, why do the, all the Star Wars fighter ships have wings? They're in space. Star Wars doesn't give a shit. They're just like, this is to look cool and sell toys. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> okay, you're right. I, I, I like Star Wars and everything, but like, <laughs> let's be real. This shit is all marketing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Somebody pointed that out about um, uh, while the prequels were going on. Uh-huh. And like... <laughs> I was like in high school when the prequels were going on, when the prequels first came out, and uh, I was just like, well, uh, Darth Maul was pretty cool, and then somebody who I was working with that was like older was like, go back and watch that shit again. The whole thing's a toy commercial. Uh Uh-huh. Everything they did yep. is to, made to sell toys and video games yep. and stuff. Yep, that's, yep, yep. That, 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 that's all you're looking at. Yep. And it's true. It's I mean, totally true. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. So uh, we meet the friendly Vulcan. Shiny, happy Vulcans. Shiny, happy Vulcans. Um, There's our Athens tie-in. There you uh, go. Is it Tavin? His Ta- name uh, is Tavin. Tavin with a V? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this guy uh, is actually most famous for his role on Chips. Don't be frightened, Earthman. We mean you no harm. Holy mackerel. You creatures are ugly. Um, He's also been on Star Trek Voyager. He's had a million of uh, those guest star, like, that guy parts. The biggest reason, like, he's famous, I guess, I guess, is he's the father of Chris Pine. Like, real life? Yeah. That's Chris Pine's dad? My father! Yep. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? They that's don't fun. look much alike. 
No, I would not have guessed that. I yeah, I was like, really? Okay, I don't see it, but cool, you know. And Chris Pine played Kirk. So yeah. there we go. There's oh, our that's cool. there's our our full circle. I feel like there was a slight misopportunity in trying to go into theme from here because he's fairly neutral expression when he's like yeah it's not much of a it's good to meet you yeah and they're like huh yeah yeah what if he'd have been like hey hey what's up like normal friendly yeah. not like big and, and right, goofy right. or anything but just normal friendly yeah it would have been more what mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. into the greatest theme song of all time yeah. that's ever existed yeah. forever in the eyes of a ranger the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Um, so we come back, and these are not your typical Vulcans. They're nice, and they like to explore, and they need help repairing their ship, and they ask nicely, which appears to give Ahab a half boner. They're cool Vulcans. They're the good ones. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so they're cool and they're like chill and non-threatening yeah. and uh you, you know you 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 could introduce one of these to your family or could take them to the club. And they speak so well. You are such an articulate young man. Jesus Christ. Uh clarifying that that bit is now done. Uh they can't fix anything though. Yeah, yeah. They're apparently shitty engineers. Yeah, that seems wrong. <laughs> I don't know, because they're supposed to be so much more intelligent than us. Yeah, but like these are these are like the artsy. This they, they, basically they found like an artsy commune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. space, so it makes total sense that there's no engineers among. There's no good engineers among. Right, them. right. They're Vulcan hippies. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. So, they, yeah, they can't fix yep. shit. They're like, all right, uh, well, we need some help with the thing. We we find out a little later that they really can't fix shit. Yeah. Um, and they're they're gonna have dinner. They're gonna guess who's coming yep. to dinner. Yep. <laughs> One of the good ones is coming to dinner. So, and Ahab says uh, that he says that oh, T'Pol says that the chef has gotten pretty good at Vulcan dishes, and T'Pol's face is like that was a lie. <laughs> Like, she totally, she almost, like, looks at the camera. That would have been great. Like, a Jim from the office just looks at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and Tavin, the, you know, Chris Pine's dad, wants to try Ahab's chicken. And, okay, here's my thing. Okay, yes, I am going vegetarian again. But if you're having a group of people over that you know for a fact are vegetarian... Make something everyone can eat. Definitely. It's it's rude to eat meat in front of uh, vegetarians and vegans just, and stuff. Even if they're like, no, it's cool or whatever. But if you're the one cooking yeah, for everybody, make, something, make a thing with the yeah. eggplant. It's fine. It's fine. Just do for that. For once in your fucking life. Just have a meatless Monday. You know, like, ser- uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems a little rude. But, like, Tavin is fucking hungry, and he, like, chows down on that shit. That whole scene's great because they're just like, what? It is. During this, though, this exchange, we get shots of uh, the, the smarmy uh, Vulcan. Who, asshole ears. We, That's what I decided to call him is asshole ears. Asshole ears. <laughs> just instantly punchable face. Yeah. Like, you just can't wait to 
fucking punch this guy. Uh-huh. The, the <laughs> yes. expression on his face. He's, he's, he's the guy that says, well, actually. <laughs> you know, he's just, <laughs> They say something like, you know, we're not exploring space. We're exploring ourselves. And I'm like, oh, God. And it dawns on to Paul that these dudes are a-holes, you know, and she calls them some kind of Vulcan name and ta- the captain translates it to Vulcans without logic. Infidels. Yeah, basically. To Paul looks totally dubious about all of this. She's like, this is not, that's not possible, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know if you, have you ever read any of the novels or anything? Yeah, it's kind of here and there. It's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um I've tried that with other franchise stuff. It, it mm. all just reads like fan fiction. Even yeah, the stuff yeah. that's sanctioned and paid yeah. for and whatever and totally. Roddenberry stamped. I'm just like, this just reads like high-end fan fiction. Right, right, so right. So it, it, it never really had too much appeal to me. It's one of those candy kind of thing. You know, if I'm just reading for just pure pleasure, I'm not reading because it's on some kind of list or anything like that, um, It's it's mind candy for me. Um, so basically before a lot, the Vulcans decided that they had, you know, they needed to deal with logic and Surak and all that. Basically the Vulcans were like perpetually dealing with the worst symptoms of bipolar disorder constantly. Oh, wow. Like they are basically, they have much like humans have, you know, big emotions. They have giant emotions like everything is like huge i just wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school i wish that i could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat be happy she doesn't even go here do you even go to this school no i just have a lot of feelings and so the whole logic and everything and suppressing emotion was actually like to save their culture and to say like to save the species well i knew i knew that as far as uh canon or whatever yeah uh, yeah i knew that to be part of their lore and everything like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. but um in the novels does it go into like does it take you into that history like when surak like goes, okay everybody get your shit together and whatever yeah 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 um there's one that's uh just called vulcan and it goes back and it's a really it's actually a really good one where it goes from like does the history of vulcan like from the basically the birth of the planet on um and then it it juxtaposes that with like a a kind of a political struggle with the federation you know vulcan like trying to decide whether they want to be in the federation or not so um, it's a it's a good one, but the fourth season of Enterprise deals with this particular aspect of Vulcan history and culture in depth during the fourth season. Oh, so wow. we'll okay. get there. Okay. Um, cool. it, 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 and that's actually a pretty good series of episodes. So yeah. Um, but anyway, Asshole Ears does this really good negging job onto Paul. And you can tell she really doesn't fucking appreciate it. Fuck, I hate this fucking guy so much. Yeah, but, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess good job to the actor. Yeah, because exactly. he makes yeah. you hate him. Oh, big time. He only gets worse. Uh, yep. Spoilers, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I know that some people are listening to our show instead of the rewatch. 
Right, uh, right. Because the rewatch isn't always great, and this is a fantastic <laughs> yeah. example of that. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch this episode. Don't watch this episode, yeah. Um, no, seriously, like, they should air this with, like, trigger warning shit, you know? Yeah, seriously. Because uh, there's some seriously disturbing shit in this yeah. episode. Well, he is a classic example of uh, an, an emotionally abusive and ending up physically abusive dickhead. Like he starts off with negging and he and he just can and then he continues to manipulate her and, you know, push her push her away from her, you know, her friends. And like, I mean, just classic example of like, you know, red flag guy. Red flag. Ahab kind of breaks up the little uh, really rude conversation that's going on and says that there's, you know, there's going to be several uh, delays to repair the Vulcan ship. And so they decide to explore the nebula with them. And the Vulcan ship has better sensors than they do. So, so, um, so it, they're going to be able to explore the nebula faster and, and chart all the parts of it uh, better than, than just Enterprise alone. So that, that works out well. Um, How shitty are Enterprise's sensors if an outdated, like, old Vulcan (sighs) ship still has better sensors than the the best that uh, Earth can can throw together? Yeah, indeed. All right. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we are. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. (laughs) So so down in the engine room, Florida Man is with the uh, quote-unquote fat Vulcan. And the only reason I point this out is because Vulcans have always shown up and the, you know, they always cast people that basically could be um, cast in the Lord of the Rings as as um, elves. Yeah, there's like a high elf energy to uh, Vulcans, isn't there? Definitely. So this guy, the reason I point that out is because of that. That's true. I never thought of that. He's not really fat. He's not really all that fat. He's just fatter than the Vulcans that they use as actors. I called him a uh, <laughs> incel Vulcan fail son. Oh, he's not that bad. <laughs> just, he's he's not that bad. <laughs> he's got big virgin energy though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he does. Got, like, oh, oh, yeah. He's definitely yeah. a virgin. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I feel mildly bad for that, but like, <laughs> he just has that like. I play, I'm really good at Fortnite and Counter-Strike, you know, kind of, it's just, and we find out later, like, what a total fail son he is, and that's great, I I, kind of like that, I, this guy sort of endeared himself to me as this went on, but I don't actually want to hang out with him, (laughs) you know what I mean? Exactly, one hundred percent. Can't sit here. So, but but yeah, Florida man is totally appalled at the state of their engine, which is hilarious because he's you know because he's Florida man and you know he has to have the best engine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he so pudgy vol. Can I call him call him pudgy Vulcan? Is that okay? I mean, I'm gonna call him incel Vulcan. So you, okay, I'm gonna you go call him whatever you Vulcan. want. Or uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. call him a few different things. Probably I don't know. We'll, we'll okay, see. Okay, whatever I fine. come up with in the moment. <laughs> So he's in awe of all the women on the ship and asks if they really mate all year round with any woman. And I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's what I'm talking about. That's that incel energy. Yeah. uh, Females uh, look to mate. And you you mate with any of them that you want? (laughs) (laughs) There's a tag group on Facebook called Not How Girls Work. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's usually used in response to <laughs> Jesus. people that word things like this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, fe- see uh, females of a species are trying to... Uh, Dude, anytime, anytime any man, or woman for that matter, uses the word female to describe a woman, immediately it's just, all I can think of is fucking quark. <laughs> Females. Females. I mean, who knows more about women than me? Why has that become a thing? I think some people maybe think that it sounds scientific or something. Like that it sounds smart. Maybe. that's that's a problem. I don't know. Anytime you think you're sounding smart is usually a bad sign. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. No, that's the best guess I have. Um, but yeah, uh, this poor dude seems to think that all humans are like me, where they spend half the day in bed sleeping, six meals a day. That sounds about right. <laughs> you know, that's about, that's me somewhere around there. <sighs> but yeah, so Florida man corrects him and invites him to dinner for, so he can give him some more clarity on humans. Which I is, do, which is, I do like this though, because usually I it's do Vulcans looking down and going like, we know all about you. You're not complicated or interesting and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know, so. But if they think that that's what humans are like, well, obviously that's why you think that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. The, these, this group, the, the Vulcan hippie group, whatever, is like yeah. out of the loop. So Yeah, obviously. I, I kind of like it in a way. Well, he says, I mean, you know, um, Pudgy Vulcan says that this is, he's the first humans that they'd met. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then they're in the ready room. Yeah. Uh, they they want the, 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 the chicken marsala recipe. Right. Uh, which I guess he just heard about because that wasn't the dish from this previous right. scene. <laughs> It was yeah. just like roasted chicken. It was like roasted chicken breast, right? Like that wasn't right. what that was. That wasn't chicken well, marsala. I, chicken marsala has a whole lot of sauce and it's a yeah. curry and it's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. That wasn't... I don't think that was what they were having at all. So, it really yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Um, and Ahab wants to know why she's avoiding the Vulcans and the look she gives him should make his blood turn to fucking ice because it's a fucking doozy. If looks could kill, you would be a movie. She's like, just because they smile and eat chicken doesn't mean shit. They're dangerous. And he's like, you should keep an open mind. They're one of the good ones. Why can't you be more like Wayne Brady? Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> And as with every episode, she's fucking right again. I'm not a prophet. But she's saying that they aren't the first to try this. And what, you know, and what they're doing is dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, and she's like, why don't you keep an open mind? And I'm like, what the fuck do you know about it, dickwad? You know nothing. I mean, if it were reversed, uh, we'd be talking about, I don't know, I'm trying to think of Jim what Jones. A weird, yeah, so Jim Jones. Heaven's Gate, Heaven's, you know. Heaven's Gate. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it would be some weird fringe group that everybody's mm-hmm. like, that's going to be a fucking train wreck, and... and Scientology. Sci- there you go, Scientology. Oh, that's perfect, yeah, yeah. Perfect. If they came across a ship of Scientologists... Yeah. And then uh, the Vulcans are telling the one human on board, like, I don't know why you don't have an open mind about uh, Dianetics. These, these guys are nice. You know, what's the problem? They seem okay to me. Are you one of these suppressive persons yeah. that they keep talking about? <laughs> Right. That's exactly what the situation is. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, dude, these people are fucked up, you know. So, uh, but uh, so next scene, asshole years comes upon to Paul 
in the in an empty mess hall and immediately he's creepy he's pushy yeah she does not like him she's showing body language that she's that says she's scared of him he's He's, pure predator right away yeah exactly like it's it's awful he stares at her like a fucking creep there's a possible explanation for this in the Mm -hmm. episode sort of hinted at kind of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why are the two vulcans other than the captain that we've seen and i think that Mm -hmm the only ones that we see the whole time uh horny as fuck like yeah they only get horny like during pon far right well so why was he just like oh oh so many females yeah <laughs> and then yeah, this yeah. dude he sees to paul granted to paul looks like a supermodel but that shouldn't right. like matter like if you yeah. can't like you know get a boner every seven years only you know what i mean they never say that 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 Ponfar is the only time they have sex. They never say that. I, I thought they did in this episode. They just say that it's irresistible and like no, no, no. He um later on he uh Porky Vulcan you know talks about it and he's like no we have it but he doesn't say only during Ponfar. Okay, I'll have to go back because I really thought that that's what he said. They never really say in any episode that that's the only time they have sex. It's just the only time that it's like. I'm go. I need to have sex. I need to mate, or I'm going to die. Right. I'm not saying that that's correct. I'm just saying they never really say. So there's a conversation that happens later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with Trip. W- yeah, we're jumping ahead with, with yeah. Trip, where like Malcolm <laughs> appears or whatever, and he's yeah. and I, I I thought that was pretty clear from that, where he's like, he's like, yeah, we only mate every seven years. Uh, but we've been working on techniques to speed that up. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has that line. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that I'm thinking that they went back in and wrote real quick. They're like, oh, yeah. wait, why, wait, why are these two guys so horny? Like, yeah. Well, maybe they're, uh, they've made progress on this technique or whatever. Right. That's the only excuse I can give for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it still is weird to me that they're just so sex starved. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. really strange. Yeah, but he, so anyway, back to this, you know, mess hall scene which is just fucking ugh. Yeah, it's he, horrible. He's pushing her and pushing her he's pushing her boundaries and not respecting her not respecting her boundaries. It's he keeps insulting her that by saying, you know, this time among the humans has changed her. He's nagging her. Yeah. And she finally gives in and allows him to kind of manipulate into her into an argument. And she's saying, you know, what they're doing is reckless. And he counters it by saying, all of that is myth and propaganda from 5,000 years ago. He's, she's just being manipulated. And all of it, honestly, is because fucking Ahab told her to have an open fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he has definitely uh, enabled this situation. Yeah. Way to go, Admiral Johnny Archer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really difficult to watch him manipulate her because by the time she leaves the room, she feels so weird about herself and her her own, you know, self-confidence and self-worth. She turns back and is like, maybe she'll, uh, you know, says that she'll have pizza with him some other time. And I mean, no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. Uh, uh, that'll do, and the clock's ticking, dude. Which she should have just fucking been like, fuck off, dude, and walked out. In one sense, he kind of was right in that she's been among humans too long, so now she's talking to a Vulcan who's talking to her, whatever. She's, I don't know, I feel like she's probably kind of, maybe in a slightly weakened state. 
Yeah, that, that makes might sense. Make her more susceptible to this kind right. of uh, awful bullshit mm-hmm, from him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and it's. Uh, I'm just gonna say, like, it's played well because it is. You just want to fucking throw him out of an airlock, like. Oh, you, very much so. So props to this actor because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that's you really ha- that's really a good villain if you can yeah. make you hate him. Yeah. Um, they go to uh, kind of a nebula shot, and sadly, nebulas don't look like this in person. Yeah. But yeah, they do the photos from the Hubble and different um, stuff like that. They do they use uh, ultraviolet and other wavelength photography. So what a nebula looks like when like when you look up like you know on Google like nebula or whatever, that's done with different types of light. Oh, okay. So it looks like really, you know, there's all those different colors and, you know, and and depth and all that. It's there, but your human eyes would not see it that way. Most likely all you'd see is kind of a cloudy area. Bummer. I know, it's a total bummer. Weak. It really is. Yeah, it's a total bummer. Uh, see, I, I knew that NASA touched up like the the photos and stuff of mm-hmm. uh, planets like Saturn and Jupiter and everything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but uh, I never thought about the nebulas. It never yeah. even occurred to me. That's a bummer. It is a total bummer. It's a total bummer. We look at the nebulas using ultraviolet and light and like you know red like redshift kind of wavelengths because we need to know what's going on. So there is scientific reason for making them look that pretty. Mm. You know, it's not just because we want to get more money for NASA. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or, you know, explain the fact that we, that the Hubble, you know, costs, you know, $2 billion or whatever. Look, Senator, red (laughs) and green. Pretty. Sign here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's real pretty. Oh, my goodness. Pillars of God's um, creation. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. I was like, God's work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there is good reason for them to do it that way, but it doesn't look like that if we were just, like, flying by it. It would just be kind of a big cloud. All right. Well, that sucks. Sad. But the more you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're they're on the bridge. Everybody's on the bridge, and they discover that it's much bigger than anticipated. And, oh, this is the where the the Vulcan captain offers to help chart it for them. Um, and Ahab volunteers to Paul to go over to the Vulcan ship and monitor the process. Thanks, fucking captain. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to be in an uncomfortable position? Yeah, exactly. I ask you in public in front of everyone. Really? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I love this shot because it's it's one shot. Mm-hmm. They, they talk. They're like, oh, we've got sensors. It's like, fuck, that's cool. All right, great. And it just pans over to him asking to Paul. Yeah. And yeah. you don't see that a lot in Star Trek. Right. Usually right. it's, you know, um, a little wider so that they're all in it or yeah. it's just... You see the two captains, and then you'd see over and him kind of talking to her or whatever right. like that. But the way it just kind of shifts over is brilliant mm-hmm. because it's like, mm-hmm. yep, we're moving this situation at you. Yes. And Jolene Blaylock is so fucking good. She is. Because she just takes like one extra second uh-huh. and then says, of course not. You know, or, yeah. or whatever she says. She says okay, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that because there's so much spinning in her head at that moment. Yeah, 
and she can't emote it, mm-hmm. you know, because of the character, because, you know, she's a good Vulcan and everything like that. Mm-hmm. She allows, uh, the show allows direction, whatever, I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, allows the audience to hear her, like, internal screaming for yeah. a second there. Yeah, you can definitely see her just like, oh, fuck. I'm bringing nunchucks. Because of this conversation, we then go to the Vulcan ship, which is this. This is the first time we actually see the interior of Vulcan of a Vulcan ship, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it's very nice. Oh, I was gonna say it looked like shit. I don't know. Really? I, I thought it was okay. I was not impressed with it. I mean, it could have been better, you know. It, but it looked like a laser tag. Uh, <laughs> it's like an escape room. <laughs> uh, what it made me think of was the. Romulan ship, oh. the first Romulan ship that we see in Balance of Terror, that really cool yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, TOS episode where it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy that plays um, uh, Spock's dad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. God, I, Mark, I can't remember the actor's name. Mark, uh, oh God, we're, we're, we're terrible Trekkies. Uh, it's him that plays <laughs> the, the Romulan yeah. commander and everything. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, it kind of, I was like, it looks like that, but with more detail and less pink. Well, then, then that makes sense. I mean that then that kind of you know works. Well, I mean this is way before then though. Yeah, well they've said multiple times that this is an older ship and it's not you know great class or whatever. Yeah, but TOS is like a hundred years after. True, this, though. and it isn't a warship either. Yeah, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I just didn't think too much of it. it, it yeah. was, I mean we've seen worse. Like oh yeah, uh, the one where Trip gets pregnant. Uh, that ship <laughs> looks terrible. <laughs> Oh, the but wood it, doors. The wood yeah. door. I will never fucking yeah. forget the wood doors. It's the wood that makes the good. <laughs> it looked really bad. I thought this looked like a kid's sci-fi show. You know, I wonder, like, what kind of budget they had for something like this. Like, because obviously they didn't have the kind of budget that TNG had. Well, no, but we've also seen really great interiors on yeah. this show. yeah. We've seen really good set design on the show, so when it isn't good, it just jumps out at me really hard. Because it's like, man, I've seen you guys kick so much ass right. with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very so, true. I don't know. Oh well, yeah. eh, whatever. <laughs> so they're, you know, asshole ears and T'Pol are, are discussing the nebula, and then they discuss the t- teaching of, of Surak and so forth and so on. And he says he was a professor of literature, and that just screams, you know, he fucking hit on students oh um, yeah that was all i was thinking like i yeah. think i paused it at this point and thought about uh friends of mine who have been like you know hit on and actually mm-hmm. sexually assaulted by college professors yep and I, that's that's all i pictured was this yep. fucking guy just uh-huh. like oh man it gave me the willies it uh, yeah it as it should um and she says you know you gave up a great deal to do this and he basically, he manipulates her into not meditating before bed and tell, you know, tells her that her dreams would be more interesting and, and so forth. It, it's pure manipulation. It's pure. You don't know what you're what you're doing. You don't know what you are. I, I am the one who can tell you, you know, I'm the more powerful one in this situation, et cetera, et cetera. I was a professor, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, and and they keep kind of they keep it's like they keep trying to tell you that she's attracted to him, but that's not what the actress is portraying. Right. It's it's very much they are totally showing a abusive relationship. What's the name for that weird space where it's not attraction but something about the person gets in your head? Yeah, somebody who 
uh, is more up on psychology could probably tell us, please tell us at uh, wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com. It's definitely that s- situation where he's got her feeling bad about herself and questioning herself to the point that she is going to take his advice yeah. and listen to what he has to say. Um, and so Archer it's, not helping at all, yeah, going no. like, maybe keep an open mind. Maybe they're onto something. I don't know. Nerd. They seem pretty cool to me. They're the good kind of Vulcans. <laughs> anyway, so we go to a rather adorable scene with Porky Vulcan. And yeah, Trip. I like this. I do I too. Like this scene. Florida Van is explaining to Porky Vulcan that no football is not, a, you know, a, a basically a, a blood sport. You know, they're not trying to kill the quarterback. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Foosball. I, I have a hard time believing that football still exists uh, that far in the future. I do too. Already, parents are like, "Oh, uh, turns out the NFL like covered up all this information about massive brain damage." And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think mm. uh, I don't think my I don't think I'm going to let my kid play football. No, exactly. Fewer and fewer people are letting their kids play that particular sport. I don't like it, Mr. Coach Klein. I don't like it one bit. I know one family that uh, yeah, they're they're football fans and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, their kid, their youngest kid, huge fan, great with statistics, all the kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Loves to watch football. Uh, when he got old enough and was like, yeah, I want to play, they were like, yeah, you can be a kicker, man. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. So if families like that are like, no, you just no, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get your skull fucking smashed in mm-hmm. for this sport. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, if families like that are mm-hmm. not letting their kids play mm-hmm. to the level that they want to do, then I think the sport might be on, on the slow out. decline. I hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good luck with your foosball. Nothing's weirder, though, than Archer and uh, and Trip being really into water polo. <gasps> what? That I can't figure out. What the fuck? That is the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> what? The fuck? They're sitting around going, okay, what are they really into? I know. Water Water polo? polo. No, it's just Ahab. Ahab is the one that gets Trip into it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, Ahab's the only one who's interested in it. Like, he he gets, there's some episode, I can't even remember what episode it is, but there's some episode, we'll, we'll see later, where, like, he's, like, he's explaining the rules to Trip. Oh, okay. I thought they were just both fans no no it's just fucking ahab so oh, weird. jesus anyway um so the funny part to me is when florida man tries to ask pudgy vulcan about sex and like he s- says something about he's he like announces it really loudly and the whole all of the people around them like turn and look at trip hilarious <laughs> oh you mean sex <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah I, I love it because he just he exudes virgin energy, but he's also like I, I don't know why people have hangups about this. Right, you right, know? yeah. <laughs> he's like sex positive, but also completely <laughs> sex starved. And usually you don't get that. Usually, you know, you get these like creepy, edgy virgin guys that uh-huh. are on just like four chan, and then you know, uh, you know, females, females <laughs> this, and females that, fembots. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like have you met women have you ever been out of your house like what they really haven't it's the most confusing thing the only women that they meet are in video games and porn that's it that's gotta be it because if they go to high school 
they know there's other people there other than just the cheerleaders and the girls that have been bred from the upper class for 20, 30 years and have no brains, but only have like perfect bodies. Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah, I don't know. I think they just they just don't talk to women. I think it just doesn't. It's Jesus. just they, they grow up with warped. Really warped. Uh, I don't know. Pudgy Vulcan says that they have been developing methods to speed up the mating process. Let's get it on! I'm glad you reminded me of that because I was like, when that when he said that, I was like, whoa, yikes. You know, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. How would you do that? Oh, I don't th- I don't think it's good. You know, I, I mean, there's, well, there's, like I said, there's reasons why T'Pol t- calls these people dangerous. They're fucking around with uh, mm-hmm. biology, basically. Now we get to the B plot. Florida Man's little buddy has been, is, is actually some bigwig son on Vulcan, and his father is dying. Vulcans want Ahab to get the kid to talk to his father. And guess who gets an entire line setting that up? Who? Hoshi. Oh, a whole line. She gets a whole line. Yeah. Good girl. She's a good girl. (laughs) She must have done something really well that week to get a line. Poor Linda Park. Yeah, no shit. Um, So we switched to to Paul blowing out a candle sexily. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... This Yankee Candle Company stinks. Right. <laughs> she blows it out. <laughs> so we get into this really, really fucking personal dream she's having. And I feel bad watching it. I feel like I'm invading her privacy. Yeah. Because um, she's dreaming about a time when she left the Vulcan consulate and went to a jazz club. And she had talked about this with asshole ears. And I noticed in this dream that the jazz club is called Fusion. It is. It's got a, a written on the door, which I didn't notice before. Fusion is a subgenre of jazz. jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not playing that. They're doing like no. weird acid. freak out, yeah. free jazz, like yeah. acid weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the kind of stuff you yeah. don't really have to practice for. <laughs> yeah. You just have to feel it, man. Lots of heroin. Yeah, yeah. No junk, no soul. So she's dreaming that, you know, she she dreams that she's in bed with him and, and you know, and then she's in the club and then she's doing this and then she sees the nebula and it's, it's you know, dream imagery kind of thing. The whole vibe of it is very 90s video. Very. It looks like a, a George Michael video. <laughs> yeah, totally. It does. I half expected to see, like, a leather jacket on fire and freedom. <laughs> you know, like, and like five other models coming out and like flowy dresses and yeah, 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 just totally. a collection of of supermodels, just yeah. like do what you say, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it has that filter, that music video filter from that era. Yeah, she has this really cool like um, shawl on, mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. it's almost like um, uh, a uh, I think the word is niqab. Uh, yeah, or is, yeah. Is, is that the right word? And like a, a silver suit. Yeah, like a like a business suit. Like she looks cool. Like it, yeah, she does. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking, honestly. Yeah, if you just set different music in there, it absolutely would have fit on oh, VH1 yeah. in 1992. Absolutely. Yeah, and she wakes up as though it was a nightmare, and I'm like, yeah, it it is, honey. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, because free jazz will freak you out. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking terrifying. Uh, it is terrifying, honestly. Just some, like, really sweaty guy with a, a saxophone going... <laughs> the most terrifying thing, 
about that situation is the people sitting there listening intently like, yeah. Right. Yeah, something's really going on that's very interesting, isn't it? I feel this. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, this. Yeah. Really? Do you? Do you? I got to I got to start <sighs> playing music I don't need to practice, man. I It just sounds so easy. It does sound easy. <laughs> Hell, I can fucking do that on a piano and I barely even know I don't even barely know what the fucking keys are. All right, let's start a band. I mean, we've got names. The next day she goes to see Flocks with her head. Isn't this is this our only scene with Flocks? This is our only scene with Flocks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So she goes to see him with a headache and he's concerned cuz she tells him that, you know, she didn't meditate and he's like, that's not like you, you know, what's going on and and she's like, I, you know, I was just experiment it was just whatever and she just needs inappropriate whatever that is and she explains what asshole ears told her and that he was wrong the dreams were unsettling um and he tells her to keep an open mind yeah i was like oh fucking flocks doing this spiritual tourism thing again yeah yeah and generally, Flox is a ray of light, but I was like, man, you're, you're off on this one, buddy. It's just a matter of like, you know what? You don't know Vulcans, and it's okay that you don't know Vulcans. Don't act like you know something if you really don't. Yeah. They, they know what they're fucking talking about. Leave them the fuck alone. Don't act like you know that it's going to be a good idea for her to do this when you don't know. All of his spiritual tourism stuff, he's just had uh, really fun, oh boy, experiences with. Right. Like he, where he talked about where he went to Earth and he went to right. you know, a mass and he went to a Buddhist temple, blah, blah, yep. blah. And then we saw that episode where those people that like, you know, worship the, there were stars, something, I forgot what the thing yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and he's And he went and hung out with them and oh boy, I did prayers and chants. And, uh, and, right, yay. right. You know, so all of his shit has that- been... Uh, happy-go-lucky positive, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, this shit's... Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about this uh, during that episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Religious shit can get fucking dark. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you... if you Once you start, like, drilling into it. And, uh, yeah. And I, I just... I don't think he understands the threat that weird uh-huh. spiritual religious shit can be. And how dangerous it is, yeah. So he's just like, oh, just keep an open mind. Just uh, have yeah. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He tells her to go slow, but that's the best warning she gets. Yeah. And there true. is no going slow with asshole ears. Yeah. <laughs> asshole ears is the kind of guy you start dating, and like two months in, he's like, I'm getting kicked out of my house. What am I going to do? <laughs> While looking at you with like, you know, deep eyes going, you're going to let me move into your house, right? Yeah. Whether you're ready for that or not. And then two months after that, oddly, no one talks to you anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. How'd that happen? How no, none of your friends call you anymore, and he tells you that all those people are jerks anyway, and you should just hang out with him, and why are you doing that over there? You should be on the couch with me. I want to cuddle with you, and don't clean the house. I, I need to be on, you need to be sitting with me and talking to me, and no, 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 and yeah, never mind. Can you tell I've been in one of these kind of relationships? Um, I, I I live in terror at the thought that I may have been in any way that kind of guy. Yeah, I've definitely had situations where I honestly didn't think much of a girlfriend's friends, and I'm just like, because I was just like, sure, oh, these fucking trust fund hippies, man. You know, fuck these people. Yeah. I love that when I started to meet she who would become my wife's uh, friends, uh, they grew up completely different from me uh 
and I, I I liked them all. I was like, man, I like these people. I wish I'd known them longer. I really took that as a as a good sign. Like if you start dating somebody and all of your friends hate him, that's a red flag. Red flag. Or if you start dating someone and you hate all of their friends, that's a red flag. Right. You know, they're, they they are called red flags for good reason. You know, like basically when you start seeing a really entitled behavior, which is that is what most abusive men are. They are completely and utterly entitled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They believe that you are there for them. Everything is there to service them in every single way. You're there to be their emotional support. You're there to be their counselor and psychologist. You're there to be their sex partner or sex object. You're there to be their cleaner, their mother, their you know best friend, everything. You are not a real person. You're just there for them. Right, right. And that is that is what this kind of person is. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Back to our B-plot um, that's much less upsetting <laughs> in general. Um, Ahab brings in Pudgy Vulcan Boy and tells him the B-plot news. Um, and he does not react well. And, and tells Ahab some pretty personal-ass shit, like, you know, about how his last conversation with his father went and, you know, and all that, and uh, and how his father basically disowned him. And it is surprising on two levels. A, a Vulcan would be telling them this thing, and B, that anybody would be telling him this thing. You know, like, I mean, it just does not seem like kind of the, the, the converse... I mean, I wouldn't have this conversation with somebody and tell them that, you know... Tell somebody I I just met from a species I have just met, you know, and tell them, you know, some really personal stuff about my relationship with my father. My father! So anyway, it's become a diplomatic issue, is the thing. Uh, Admiral Forrest told Ahab to make sure this goes right because they let, the Vulcans basically let them keep uh, to Paul. Yeah. So they want to be, you know reciprocating. I, w- I wonder if Admiral Forrest is like, okay, I know this guy has total dad issues, so <laughs> Archer will absolutely talk to this guy about this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> According to his psychological profile, this would be definitely the guy to talk to. I mean, to. he knows him. Yeah. I think, he, I, think uh, I don't remember or not if it's established that he knew his dad, but I mean, he's like, you know, an older guy that's an admiral admiral in Starfleet. And right. Archer built this engine. I'm sure I'm sure he's aware. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that Archer's got these issues or whatever. So he's like, oh, this guy, this guy right, is right. going to hear catching the cradle in the silver spoon as soon <laughs> as he as he hears about this guy and his estranged dad. So uh-huh. I like that that is not um, explicitly addressed, and the big right. speech to this guy later on goes to Trip and not Archer, which yeah. I know had to have been a back and forth thing in the script. But I mean, we'll we'll get there. We'll get to uh, Trip's um, thing, which I, I know I I already uh, kind of hinted at later on uh, or earlier. But um, sure, sure. <laughs> Archer's like, call your asshole dying father. And the yeah. fail son is like, no. Uh, no, he, he's a dick. He Fuck him. sucks. <laughs> now, and then he leaves, and Archer, I'm sure, is just slumping in his chair, uh, having Fuck. off-screen dad issues. <laughs> I miss my daddy. Just pulls out the guitar and starts, you know, 
Maybe that's maybe that's what the leather book is. Oh, tiny letters to his father. My father. Oh my God, that's it. Oh God. The tiny leather book of letters to his father. Oh my God, that's what that is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But also, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it together, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no shit. Uh, so back to our abusive relationship. Assholiers asks her how the no meditating thing went. And this is where I start getting really pissed. Yeah. Like personally pissed because she's telling him no. She continues to tell him no and he continues to push her boundaries and ignore her boundaries. It's a scene that should bother anyone. Yeah. You know, because never mind what comes into play later, this is rude. <laughs> it's it's somebody pushing and breaking your boundaries, and it's wrong. You know, if somebody does this to you, it's wrong, and it's okay to tell them to fuck off. I kept uh, wondering how different would this scene have been uh, had the blocking been different. Yeah. Because he is like... In her face, like he, yeah, he is he like really is right on top of her, like yeah, you know, going like, oh yeah, yeah, you had a Tell dream, did you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just like breathing in her ear. Yeah, it ups the 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 discomfort factor. It ups the creepiness mm-hmm. of it, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it'd have been like if he'd have just stayed on the other side of the room and just done his like, because motherfucker doesn't blink. So like, yeah, done his like creepy eye thing and just done it all with uh, words. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Would that have been worse or better in a way? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's because it's almost over the. T- it is over the top. It's over the top in this scene. Where it's just like, right. you know what? She, I, I I think she would like physically shove him away. Like he's yeah yeah so right there, um, mm-hmm. and she's clearly very uncomfortable with the whole situation. I just blah, blah, blah. and I can't decide. It's really hard for me to figure out. Are is the director and writer trying to make this sexy, or are they trying to make her? Because because for the actress's part, she is projecting this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I am uncomfortable. But then they have like him as part of like a sex dream. And then he's constantly super close to her and she doesn't move away. So are they trying to say that she's conflicted, like she's attracted to him? Because it's icky. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, some part of her totally wants him. Exactly. And that is what really like that is where it level the level of like pissed offness gets higher yeah that's what makes it uncomfortable yeah more uncomfortable for the audience because it's like yeah no 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 right nope right none of this he's consistently just manipulating her you know all over the place and he's he's doing this and he he straight up says that he can show her how to to feel her emotions which because the way he says that he's telling her that her life is wrong and that he knows how to help her. It's classic abuser manipulation. Um, so I'm trying to ugh. think of a spoof on uh, that Aladdin. I can show you pure hell. <laughs> <laughs> Shining, shimmering feelings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> Tell me, scientist, when did you let you last... Uh, uh, let your mind 
Go to shit. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the actual words. I know better than you how to make your mind work. Yeah, it's ugh. a whole hell world. <laughs> Terrifying <laughs> dreams you never knew. And if you tell me no, well, I'll still go. And then you'll swear off dreaming. Where you don't need your friends or family. Because I'm the only one that can help you. No one to tell us we're playing the wrong notes on saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't fit at all. No. Yes, it did. It was free jazz. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's how free jazz works. (gasps) Yep. Totally. Disney free jazz. (laughs) Oh, my God. Band name. Disney free jazz. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, so thankfully that cuts away, and we we're back to our B plot. And Ahab asks Florida Man for help in the pudgy Vulcan situation. And while this scene is going on, one of the pro- one of the the set parts, he's I can't tell what it is. There's these four. It's a line of machines that's like set into the walls and. It's like these like indicators where there's like a little tiny screen and it's like a green blip going and you know you know Florida man's like adjusting things and like acting like he's doing stuff which you know he's not um, but it looks like something that measures like sound waves or maybe like a seismic indicator and it's driving me crazy because I've seen them before and I but there's like a line of them like that that are is set into the wall and there's like four of them and it's driving me crazy because I, I feel like I know what they are. And if you know, please email us and let me know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com because I really want to know what those fucking things are. So Florida, the point being uh, that Florida man agrees to try to, you know, talk to him. And now that I'm thinking about it, all of the antique, uh, all of the equipment along the walls looks ridiculous because they have no fucking interface. It's just a fucking bunch of buttons. There's no interface on the equipment. So they have this weird uh, scene where Archer is talking to Trip, and he's like, "Tapal is hanging out with uh, with, um, uh, right. with 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 with, with Rapey Vulcan too much." Yeah, and then Trip's like, huh, "What are you jealous?" Yes, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, if there was a whole shit full of humans." I'd want to hang out with them a whole bunch. And I just thought, like, a ship full of Florida mans. (laughs) (laughs) The SS Tallahassee (laughs) would be, like, the most fucked up ship (laughs) in Starfleet Everybody's wearing (laughs) Ray-Bans. Like, with the wraparound (laughs) Ray-Bans. Oh my god. Whole lot of ICP on the uh <laughs> on the stereo. Everybody drinks white claw constantly. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> it was fun to water planet, man. We gotta put some sea dudes down. <laughs> they keep cutting to a scene where somebody uh, with like um, tribal tattoos, is like banging on the uh, the the replicator thing, going 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 like, where's the course line? <laughs> oh Jesus! Everybody's wearing shorts for no reason. Oh. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Yep. 
Cargo yep. shorts and sandals. Yep. But when Florida man talks about that and, and you know, he's, he's like uh, talking about how, you know, why, what are you jealous? I'd want to hang out, you know, with a bunch of humans. But he says her own kind. Yeah. Ugh. The her own kind does rubs the wrong way, doesn't it? Really does. And back to the the worst part of the, this is, this is basically the, the worst part of the episode. Straight up. It's, like, y'all, if you haven't seen this, um... Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger, tri- trigger warning. warning kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's all still kind of a euphemism, mm-hmm. but it's very, very thin. Very thin. And she, and Jolene Blaylock is so, such a good actress in this uh, in this scene that it's much more triggering because she's so good at this. Yeah. Like, if she wasn't as good of an actress as she was, it wouldn't be so devastating. I don't know how much description we want to do. It, it it really is just like they, they try to mind meld. He, t- he talks to her into a mind meld. She's never heard of such a thing because at, the, at this point in Vulcan history, there is no such thing. He manipulates her into it. She resists and he admonishes her. He basically scolds her and she's te- she's shocked and kind of scared when he does enter her mind. He forces her to rel- relive the night at the jazz club and if his intentions were honest, he would ask her to relive something innocuous, something safe, and something that she was not upset about. Like, you know, something that didn't bother her. And he instead he goes and demands something much more intimate, much more personal. Um, and not just the mind mill, but entry into her most private and deeply held thoughts. It's fucking awful. Um, and he invades all of her feelings about the moment. He forces her to talk about it. And she starts to you know resist and you know she starts wanting them to stop and he starts getting angry and it's just disturbing um the close-ups on their faces worked really well from a storytelling perspective but it's so deeply traumatizing um she finally is able to break off the contract the contact and gets you know makes asks him to leave and he turns around and makes it fucking just ten times worse, and is like, you know, it's a sh- she, you know, basically you're a shame or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I mean, he's a good actor because he's just literally you want to kill him. You just, ugh. And yeah, he's just the worst fucking evil dick. And Tapal is literally injured and crawls over to the communicator and to to get Flocks to come help her. And it's fucking awful, and I hate Berman and Braga because they're the ones who wrote this fucking episode. Yeah, it's um, effective, mm-hmm. uh, but is that an effect you want to yeah. do? Yeah. It's really horrible when you're thinking like, well, let's uh, let's flesh this character out some more um, brain rape. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, that's what your go-to is. Yeah. And it is because, mm-hmm. like you said, they did this to Troy. What yep. twice? Twice. Yep. Uh, and, and they did this to Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. And here they're doing it to to Paul. In Game of Thrones, there's a, a you know on the on the show there's a scene where one of our main characters marries a super bad guy and he rapes her. Oh, I, I remember. None of that was in the book. Not a single shred of that scene in any way was in the book. Really? So everybody was like, what the fuck was the point of that? Why did you develop a character by raping her? 
Yeah, and it's not like we learn anything. I, no. I remember that because I, I did. I didn't read a Song of Ice and Fire or haven't. I, I think that there's like he still hasn't finished it, right? No, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I I did see all of Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. I remember just being so so disturbed. Yeah. Uh, watching uh, a character that we basically knew as a child. Yeah. And we we watched her grow up with the show, and mm-hmm. then plainly the worst. Yeah. Like as in most evil character. Yep. Like just flat out Caligula, yeah, evil. Like worse than that little shit. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, yeah, we already knew that that guy was as evil as it gets. Like we, yeah. this was well established. Exactly. The lack of imagination mm-hmm. of a writer to be like, all right, um, let's give this character something to do, and the only thing you could think of is like, okay. Sex, but bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Like just, oh, god damn it. All right, wait. I I need more Jack Daniels. Well, I mean, if you think about the fact that oh. here's here's a really disturbing fact. Okay, if if you want to get really nasty about it, um, I have been called a jury duty. I can't tell you how many fucking times. The problem is, say you're going up for a jury and you're a woman, and there's a rape you're in the middle of a rape case or a molestation case or something like that and the one of the questions they ask you is do you know as in someone very close to you like your mother best friend some something like that or have you ever been raped or molested nine times out of ten you're gonna have to say yes and then you're off the jury. Yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to get, even be on a jury when, like, everybody... I know it... I can't honestly think of that many women that I don't know that have not been either date-raped or molested by family members or, you know, I mean... Then you end up with a jury of a bunch of dudes like, yeah. well, I don't know, he seems like he's cool. Maybe she's lying, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't see any proof. What was she supposed to do? Record the fucking thing? Exactly. You know, it, yeah. Yeah. This is this is why representation matters. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important to have female directors and female writers. That's why it's important because we don't we end up with bullshit like this. I tell you what, disco has its problems and stuff, but you're not going to see any shit like this. Goddamn right. <laughs> <sighs> episode I just watched uh, of Disco had some kind of like glaring fuck up in it or something and mm. I was just like oh, come on I'm trying to really trying to like this show yeah. you know I, <laughs> I do in general like it but yeah. don't don't you know don't don't fuck up you know whatever like that yeah and then, so then after that I'm like okay I gotta watch Enterprise for the show so I watch Enterprise and I'm like <laughs> wish I was watching Disco again so we're back to our B, cl- B plot Pudgy Vulcan tells Florida Man that there's no way he's gonna talk to his father and Florida Man tells this very Florida-like story about how he was going to go to his first dance in Panama City. Panama City! (laughs) So, and how he practiced the two-step? The two-step with his... What's a fucking two-step? I know, right? It's like they were just like, um, Southern thing. (laughs) There's a couple different things, like in Texas and Louisiana that you can call the two-step or whatever, but like, it's not a fucking... Florida thing. It's not a thing. It's not a. Th- it's certainly not a thing that you would do when you go to a school dance. An elementary school dance. In elementary school, yeah. Every elementary school no, dance that I ever went to, you ended up with your hands on each other's shoulders, swaying back and forth during the slow songs, and then dancing with your friends during the fast songs. Wait, hold on, because I was going to ask ask you this. 
elementary school dance? Is that a thing? Well, I had, there was um, school dances at my middle school. Yeah, middle school, but he said elementary school. See, that's crazy talk. That is fucking insane. They don't have elementary school dances. No, they don't. That's not that's not real, right? That's okay, not a if thing. anyone went to an elementary school dance, let us know. <laughs> we are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Yes. What the f- an elementary <laughs> school? school dance? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the middle school dances with the awkward dancing. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, and then I high mean, school, even, which is even, even in worse. high school, that's mostly what it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? it, yeah. Because if you start, you know, getting on each other, you know, if you're, uh, you know, actually having fun, then the teachers run in and, like, uh-huh. you know, hit you. Break and it out. Yeah, all yeah. that kind of shit. That didn't happen in my high school. At, at least in the, you know, Bible Belt place I grew up. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But he explains to Pudgy Vulcan that he obviously has never had a brush with regret and that he can still avoid it. And it's very effective. That is very, that part of the speech is very effective. I'm still thinking about uh, the previous horror show. Mm. That was a scene that only Florida Man could really do. Like, you could Mm. have written that with Archer because it would be about regret and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But with Archer, it would have to have been about his own dad and his own relationship with his dad. With, like, Florida Man, that like, this is why he gets buddy with Florida Man. Because this could have easily been, our targeting shit doesn't work, and so this guy becomes friends with Reed. Our tactical shit's all broken, so yeah. he becomes friends with Reed or something like that. Right, right. But you get Florida Man because he can be like, man, I tell you what, when I was a kid in Florida, blah, 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 and school dance, and <laughs> tell you what, I won't live without regret. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that, the it's way true. that it's written... Could only yeah. be from Florida Man. They it's couldn't true. come it's up true. with anything that could only be like something for T'Pol. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a, 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 a character development, extra moment, whatever, like that, without it being about, uh, at least on, you know, the real level or whatever, uh, yeah. about like her being hot, about it being like a, a sexual assault thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I yeah. worded that that well, but. <laughs> You, you get the idea. I, I do. I do get the idea. You want good words? Data language. I'm going to fucking choke out Rick Berman if I ever need him. <laughs> I, yeah, no shit, dude. Seriously. It makes me really wonder because he isn't working. According to ID, IMDB, he isn't doing shit. No, he's not. He's sitting back on the royalties. Yeah, he's sitting back on the royalties, sure. But it may, it really makes me wonder, like, did did a bunch of actors and uh you know co-workers come to the you know whoever was above rick berman and go this guy's a fucking asshole and we'll never work with him again yeah it makes me wonder like what happened to him that he's not working anymore because it's not like he yeah he could retire but but he didn't have to you know there's plenty of other people that are still working at his age well hollywood is famous for like uh, don't burn any bridges. Don't make any powerful people mm-hmm, mad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, don't don't rock any boats. But they're also very famous for if you stop seeing an actor or if you stop seeing a director, there's a reason, and nobody's ever going to say why. That that's kind of what I'm saying. Is it's oh, like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. They may, maybe that happened to where word got around, enough people talked about uh, his bullshit, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, well, he's not working anymore, but yeah. neither are any of you, and right. that's why Star Trek so often is a career graveyard. Yeah, yeah. You don't see people 
that had big roles in Star Trek in other things. Like, yeah, very rarely. It, it doesn't really happen. Very few people's careers like launched mm-hmm. from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeVar Burton already had um, an iconic role in Roots. Yep. And, of course, he had Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Patrick Stewart already had a, a really, really solid career. He didn't do jack shit after Trek for a long time. He, he, yeah. He picked it back up like a decade or two later. Right, uh, right. So, I don't know. Maybe it, Is that a factor? Uh, people who work in Hollywood and kind of have a, a scoop, maybe not on this particular thing, although that would be mm-hmm. amazing if we mm-hmm. could get that kind yeah. of information. No shit. But... Uh, uh, you know how kind of the politics of whistleblowing work in Hollywood. Yeah. Please, please write in and let us know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any insight would be very fascinating. So our last scene, well, sort of last scene, is in Ahab's office. Uh, he has asshole ears come in. And he plays weirdly nice. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of strange to see Ahab like this. He's like, hey, how you doing? What's up? Yeah, he's, he's almost doing mobster thing. You want a soda? What, you want a Diet Coke? Here you go. Yeah. You like yeah. that? It tastes good? You like that? It's pretty good? You're thirsty? Well, well good, because it's the last fucking thing you'll ever drink, motherfucker. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. yeah. But of course, Archer doesn't do anything that cool. Basically, he tells him what T'Pol said about the rape, and he finally actually uses the word assault. And like I said, this is the best Star Trek has ever done with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And of course, he denies it, and he's, you know, he's like, T'Pol's in sick bay and could have gotten neurological damage. And so he denies it. Um, it's just disgusting and so all too familiar. It's 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 shocking that they even wrote this much into the story. It's it, I have to at least applaud them this for what they were able to do. Um, and Ahab pushes him way further than he should have <laughs> because I think he forgot how strong Vulcans are. Round one fight. Yeah. <laughs> Because he gets, he ends up getting thrown across the room, and he pulls a phaser on Asshole Ears, and Asshole Ears gets all snippy, and he's like, you planned this, and, you know, to get him angry and see what kind of temper he has. I'm like, yeah, okay, so? So he planned it. <laughs> yeah, no, Dick. you're the bad guy because you planned you pl- this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, that's that's classic kind of, you know, that kind of behavior. It's, you know, that manipulation of, oh, this is your fault. That deflection You know, you're the one who did. Yeah, exactly. It's your fault that I got this angry because you planned it. I don't think he planned it that well because it's No, like, he didn't. <laughs> I'd have had that phaser on me. Right, no shit. I got pockets in that uniform. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, uh, I would have handled that quite differently. But um, basically he tells him, get the fuck off the ship, you know, bye-bye. Um, and the B, the B plot gets wrapped up, um, by Florida man, like telling Pudgy Vulcan everything he needs to remember right before he leaves. Cause he's basically getting shuttled off the, you know, get off the fucking ship. Get the fuck out. Go. So he's telling him all this stuff to remember. And, uh, Pudgy Vulcan tells him that his father is improving. He's, you know, going to do okay. And that he spoke with him and, you know, it was because of what Florida man told him. And yay. Um, the cat's in the cradle. And the silver spoon. And the, the um, calls, or it's, I don't know, whatever. 
that's fine. That's that's good enough right there. That says everything. That song ends with like uh, the son being like, "I don't now that I'm grown, I don't have time for you." So whatever the opposite is, where the yeah. son, where they they patch it up. So not that stupid fucking song. I hate that fucking. I hate song. that fucking song. It's terrible. It's a terrible song. Oh. <sighs> there is a very cool shot of the Vulcan ship uh, detaching and flying away. That that was a good shot. Um, so then we're at Paul's quarters while she's meditating and Ahab comes to visit. Excuse me, but he really should have like been like, are you okay? He doesn't ask her how she is. He doesn't, does he? He asks her, you know, um, the Vulcan ship is gone and she says that now she feels better that she knows the Vulcan ship is gone. He could have apologized to her. He could have said, I'm so sorry this happened. Fucking anything. I'm sorry I pushed you to uh, spend more time around these people that uh, you said, said were, were dangerous. Maybe that. Anything. Maybe that. Admiral Johnny Archer. Maybe that. Yeah. I don't know. Anything. Anything. <sighs> yeah. So. It, this, there's this kind of weird uh, thing where she's like, do you have dreams? And he's, he's like. He says, yeah, yeah. sometimes they're even in color. It's a fuck. That's not what she's what, asking. What is that? Sometimes they're in color. I felt like that was a reference I wasn't getting. Yeah, same here. Is that yeah. like a line from something? Not that I'm aware of. Like I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. That line mm-hmm. doesn't make sense at all on its own. Yeah. I guess I don't know because I pretty much never remember my dreams. There's a, a mutual friend of ours has talked about their dreams being something that they remember like. All night, mm-hmm. and remember that the dreams bleeding into each other. Yeah. And oh yeah, me too. Can so Definitely. You, you can do that. It sounds absolutely. Do you, how do you get any rest? It sounds so exhausting. <laughs> I have the complete opposite experience, so I don't know what that's like. Well, your sleep cycles are are very interesting because you have like a light sleep, and then you have a really deep sleep, and then you have a dream state, which is very short. Your dream state's only like 20, 25 minutes. Oh, really? The rest of your dream, your sleep cycle is mostly just your really deep sleep. Okay. So, like, there's, you know, it, it basically goes into, like, you get, like, you know, light sleep, deep sleep, dream cycle. Light sleep, deep sleep, dream cycle. And if you have a really regular sleep schedule, then your body adjusts and says, okay, well... I'll, I'll make sure that when we wake up at 7 a.m., like we do every fucking day, that I'm waking up during a light sleep period. Fascinating. My notes on uh, that last scene was just, dude called his dad. Great. <laughs> Great. That's fucking, I wow. I don't yeah. fucking care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But my, my notes with, for this ended with just, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yep. was the first time... Oh, I was determined to not watch it again. Uh, and yes. then um, we had a couple of delays on, on both of our parts as far as our schedules and, and you know, yes. one yeah. of us got sick and everything. Yeah. Uh, as far as so we, we kept having to push it back. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to watch it again, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, because exactly. it had been a few extra days. And so I was uh-huh. just like, oh, fuck me. So I went ahead and <laughs> I went ahead and watched it again. But uh, through I. I uh, fast forwarded. Uh, my wife wanted to watch it with me, uh-huh. uh, and I, so just as soon as we got to, the, I, I told her I was like, "This episode's kind of fucked up. It's got some dark shit in it." Yeah, I may fast forward through some shit. So I actually, during the brain rape scene, I was just like, "And mm-hmm. fast forwarding." Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, uh, 
looking at some 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 notes from Memory Alpha, Rick yeah. Berman once referred to this episode as a quote very interesting story. Uh huh. Uh, Brandon Braga thought it fusion was very good. Uh huh. Of course I did. We'd like to hear from y'all uh, if, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, of course, it's up to you. But don't don't do anything you, you're not you're not comfortable with. If our episode made you want to kind of talk about some of this stuff, uh, please know that our Facebook group, it's, uh, the, the, the term's a little silly, but we'll call that a safe space for that discussion. Absolutely. Definitely a safe space. We, we don't have any assholes in that group, but if anybody does anything nah. shitty, they're out. Uh, oh, yes. It's Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Uh, is mm-hmm. a group on on Facebook, and so mm-hmm. if you want to discuss it, uh, please know that you are uh, welcome to. Uh, yes. There, and if not, totally one hundred percent cool. And if you feel like you just need to make a comment, you can and don't want to talk about it in public, you can always just email us. We are Star Trek stuff at at gmail dot com. Love to discuss it with you. We're here. Um, you know, I'm neither of us are like licensed counselors or anything, but I'm always happy to talk about anything with anybody. And I can certainly make sure that, you know, if you feel like you want to talk about something that private, we can make sure that, you know, I, I send you somewhere that can be of help. Um, there's multiple, um, you know, counseling um, organizations. RAIN um, is one of the best. It's been around for a real long time. Um, it's the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. It's absolutely, it's one of the the best out there there's also local organizations that you can talk to and if you're interested in any of those i'll be happy to help hook you up with them that's that's my recommendation donate to rain we have a uh, a new patron there's a couple of new patrons this week yay thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so 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 appreciated uh patreon.com forward slash star trek stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one level. We're not trying to get a bunch of money out of people. It's five bucks. <laughs> you can become a Porthos petter. Yep. And one of those turbo humans uh, decided to write in about an ongoing question yeah. that we've had on the show. And I yep. kind of love how smart <laughs> this answer is. It is. It really is good. I should have known this from my time in radio as, uh, for how much we talked about demographics and uh, this demographic. So this is from Mary. And uh, the email says, this was a specific time for hot men in TV and movies, epitomized by Mel Gibson, MacGyver, Tom Cruise, and Scott Bakula. Mm -hmm. Men having cute butts became a thing, specifically Mm -hmm. for white women ages 35 to 50. Demographics is so important in uh, any kind of entertainment. I I learned this in radio. It's it's directed at who's spending money. Who, who has money to spend? Yes, yes, exactly. White women, she goes on to say, white women ages 35 to 50 at this point in time were more in charge of what media their families consumed than ever before. And also, uh, we knew this in radio, they were more often in charge of where uh, expenses went. Yes. So advertisers love that demographic. They were kind of yep. going for yep. it. So she goes on, the concept of white women ages 35 to 50 retaining any concept of sexual desire for men became a thing at this time. Mm-hmm. There was increased marketing towards white women in this age range, re skin and body enhancement. Mm-hmm. Therefore, TV and movie execs began to recognize this demographic as a pillar of marketing efforts. Yep. Hence... Men with cute butts. Yep. Hairy chests, because we because we talked for a while about about this. Scotty Bacula, and his hairy chest. Chest. Is hairy chest good? I don't know. It's, it's good. 
Uh, Hairy chests were a big thing, but they were on their way out. But they they were were still Mm -hmm. big for the white women 35 to 50 demographic. Of the time, Scott Bakula perfectly fit into all of this and made Enterprise more palatable for white women 35 to 50 as an option for Mm -hmm. their families to watch. Mm -hmm. And the sci-fi action content made it palatable to the teens and the men and their family. Uh, Clearly, all of this uh, is in regards to cishet white women, which honestly is... The only set of white women that execs <laughs> exactly. were concerned with at the time. Correct. <laughs> so, what a fantastic email. It was. Thank it was you, Fantastic. Mary. You are just awesome. You are awesome. You are very, very appreciated in so for so many reasons. This last shot of check, Daniels, is for you. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, we are Star Trek Stuff at gmail.com. If you have thoughts, questions, stuff you want to talk about, uh, hailing frequencies are open. Yeah. You can give us 20 bucks and we will talk about what the fuck ever. Uh, we can advertise your business. We can uh, amplify a charity, yes. something that we've done before, something that we would very much like to do again. PayPal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff, or just email us and we'll get to talking about it. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. We love you. <laughs> fucking hell all right what's what else do we do what's our thing oh um uh did it trek yes sadly <laughs> you took the words right out of my yeah. mouth <laughs> yeah yes it did uh we have uh as as we mentioned before uh oh look they're doing brain rape again oh god I feel bad doing that joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yes to that. Let's just blow past that shit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, non-Trek recommendations. Uh, mine just th- for this episode and this week is just, you know, check out Rain. Check out what they do. See if there's, you know, any way to, if you're, if you are in the position to be able to donate, go ahead and donate. Um, and, and just fucking listen Listen to women. They're not fucking lying. They don't. There's no evidence that lying about rape and sexual assault is in any way a pervasive thing. It's just not. So, yeah, that's it. Well, I was going to do a thing about some stupid fucking TV show, but now. (laughs) (laughs) Do your stupid fucking TV show. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. We need to end it on a. Fairly okay. good note. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, there is a show, apparently it's been on for a while, but I like just found out. I started watching it because um, I really miss Great British Bake Off. Oh, yeah. And this is almost a spoof of it in a way. Oh, yeah. It feels like it anyway. It's called Nailed It. Oh, yeah. It's on my list. It's hysterical. Oh, good. It's, okay. It's an absolute clown shoes uh, <laughs> show where there's a main host and uh, she's really funny and then, uh, I, I forget her name. I think it's Nicole something. I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. She is funny. Yeah, she's very, very funny. And then she has like this French, incredible pastry, uh, dessert chef, whatever. He's just, Patissier, he, he's like yeah. a genius or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll have like a goofball celebrity, like a, a stand-up comic or something like that. Yeah. Uh, guest that, that rotates out every episode. And so the French guy and his team will make these incredible works of just... Uh, a mind-blowing art. Yeah. Stuff that no one on Bake Off could ever come <laughs> close to. Yeah, yeah. And they come up with some amazing shit, too. But, like, 
really cr- crazy designs and stuff. Yeah. And then they have three, when I say amateur, <laughs> I don't mean like Great British Bake Off amateur. I mean like people who don't know what they're doing in a kitchen. Oh, God. And they're like, yeah, y'all make that. <laughs> and so they they try to do these, and they it's always a disaster. It's I'm always sure. a complete complete disaster and it's so funny it's just (laughs) hilarious and it's constantly breaking the fourth wall you're always seeing like the the techs and the the cameras on the side they're just constantly fucking with the whole process oh my god okay and uh (laughs) it's absolutely bonkers and uh, it's exactly what i needed to watch after this fucking episode So Excellent. I'm going to recommend Nailed It because yeah, yeah. it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Good. All right. We got anything else? No. Um, next week's episode is a mediocre standard episode of of Enterprise. Um, it's in no way controversial. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's just regular bad. It's just Aren't regular you glad bad. glad you tune in? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we're here. We watch it for you. Yeah, we're saving you the rewatch. Exactly. We are here to do the hard work. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Music of the intro and outro is provided by the band Motherfucker. Motherfucker, motherfucker.bandcamp.com. Yes, you do have to type it twice. Yes. And, uh, yeah, um, check out The Holocaust Saviors on Audible by Ryan Jenkins. That uh, helps me out. Support the show by going to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff, and support each other. Uh, Listen to each other. Mm -hmm. Help each other out. Don't be a creepy, pushy dude. Yes, please. If you're not going to listen to women, listen to me. (laughs) I'm a a straight cis dude. I'm telling you, don't be a fucking creepy pushy person please so that start there you, you fuck <laughs> all right i'm done i'm out all right live live long and prosper live long what and prosper uh, live long and, yeah <laughs> bye <laughs> bye yeah yeah and i, I don't have a whole lot i mean i've got a fair amount of regret uh but that's definitely one thing uh, in my life that, you know, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and change. But, uh, yeah, you know, well, and, I don't know. And, and there is there is certainly, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses or anything for anybody, but there is definitely um, that entitlement is a immature attitude. If you're 15, you know, to, to 19 years old, you're kind of self-centered. You know, I mean, if you've grown up in any kind of like, you know, white suburban kind of lifestyle that that most Americans have, you're probably pretty self-centered. You know, I mean, that's just the way you are, Um, especially men, honestly, in this in our in our kind of, you know, patriarchal kind of society. Guys don't get away with anything. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many friends of mine, you know, had older brothers that could do anything younger and older brothers that could do anything come in at any time of the night have the car out do anything and nobody said shit but if she got in you know past her curfew she got grounded right right you know that kind of shit so i mean it's it's definitely part of our culture that's why it's so important to talk about you know 
It's that's why it's so important to say, you know, this is not okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we may cut all of that. I don't know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, but I'm glad. But but this is that's the point. We have you have to actually talk about it for it to have any you know impact. Yeah. Well, and I've never really talked about it, so I I appreciate. Well, I'm glad you do. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, everybody uh, being my uh, therapist and also the. Uh, Wait, which one is it? Hold on. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Jack Daniels, Tennessee, honey, uh, for enabling the conversation. 